Hey, what's up my guys? Um, welcome to the inaugural episode of my depressing shit life. Um, so yeah, just a little intro. My name's Chloe. Um, I've wanted to do this for a long time uh, because I've had, I've had podcasts in the past, but they've always revolved around other people and me just asking questions or having a conversation with a friend. And yeah, I've always wanted to try just like the lone podcast and, um, you know, put my, my thoughts and feelings out into the ether and hope and pray that someone uh, might be on the other side to receive them at some point and, you know, maybe vibe with the um, with the messages and just maybe not even the messages, just the stuff I say. And if they don't vibe with it, my dude, um, that's cool too. Um, you can always just either let me know or not. Um, whichever, whichever thing floats your boat, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, like, so the podcast itself, like, I don't know what I want it to be. I have an idea of what I think it should be. So, um, yeah, let's kind of just get into it. So, um, it's going to follow like a regular structure that like a lot of people might be used to uh like just a recap of my week and why it's shit and depressing um but like I don't even think that's like a unique perspective at the moment because everyone's life's a little bit shit and a lot of bit depressing um especially the people that I know and the people that I hang out with um when I hang out with people um being single and like living on my own for the past couple of years has been a bit depressing on its own. So just having to like be on my own with my thoughts a lot kind of sparked some, uh, I don't know, sparked some wild rides uh, over the past couple of years uh, internally. And like I've dealt with depression and anxiety and stuff in the past and like suicidal thoughts, things like that. But like that side of things didn't really come up, which was nice. Um, it was more just the being like sad and lonely kind of stuff. And like I think everyone felt a little bit like that over the pandemic. Um, a lot of people still probably feel like that. Feel like they can't go anywhere or do anything or they're worried about what they can and can't do. Um, because like here in the UK, especially you have so many uh, regulations that seem to change on a whim. Um, and most people don't even give a, give a shit about public safety. They just care about themselves, which I, which I can vibe with on, on some level, but like how many of your elderly relatives do you need to kill to just make you take a step back and be like, my guy, uh, maybe, maybe I don't want to give these people, um, a deadly virus, <laughs> but it's only deadly to 3%. Yeah. The ones that matter to the, to most people, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh, I feel like I've already turned this into a fucking pro vaccination podcast. Shooting myself in the foot. My first episode. This is stupid. Yeah, we get it. We get it. It's, uh, that's really loud, apparently. According to the uh, the sound synthesizer I have in front of me to see my vocals. Um, so, yeah. Let me introduce you to my soundboard as well. So, um, I've gone with a couple classics because... I think everybody needs them. A little bit of who, who fucking doesn't love that DJ horn? DJ horn is it sounds like I don't know the horniest DJ on the planet, but it's it's not. It's just a fucking hype noise <laughs> that I will be using 
uh, periodically. I don't want to saturate the market with it at the moment, but you never know. Um, I might I might figure a way of putting it into everything I do, like moving forward. You never know. Um, so yeah, like anyway, going back to the soundboard, we've we've also got like classic. Yeah, because I'm a funny fuck, and that's gonna that's pretty much gonna be nonstop. Everything I say is is a is a mile a minute of laughs. <laughs> We've already heard you. Oh my god, what's this one? Hey. <laughs> um. So uh, I'm also a big like podcast fan myself. Like I listen to loads. So you might see a few a few influences. Sprinkled in along the way, uh, one of the biggest ones. Uh. Oh my god! I didn't know how much I needed that sound effect in my life until I started watching um, uh, Curtis Connor videos and uh, listening to his uh, very really good podcast. If you, if it's not on your menu of podcasts, like my guy. <laughs> Uh, you you need to you need to head over to wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe go to his YouTube channel, Curtis Connor. Uh, very really good. Highly recommend. He's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, like Tim Allen's Tool Time from Home Improvement. Like, like at the beginning of the pandemic, like I was I was convinced that. Disney had something to do with the whole pandemic kicking off because just as everyone was going into lockdown, they released their uh, Disney Plus app with all of their uh, their back catalogue of like TV movies, TV shows, uh, the Disney movies, Marvel movies, all of the all of the coolest shit that everybody like could have wanted going into a lockdown situation and um, like. So I pre-ordered the app. I remember uh, doing it like the November before, so like November 2019. Like they gave you an option to pay like uh, a cheaper amount. I think it was like 49 pounds for the year. So I did that, and then as soon as um, the the, uh, the UK app was released, I was like, "Oh, let's see, let's see what it's about." And I went on there, and like the first thing I watched was uh the entirety of Boy Meets World because <laughs> um I got my nostalgia pangs from it and um oh like there's so much cool stuff in it that you don't remember and there's so much awkward shit that you don't remember as well and like I think you have like really sporadic memories of the things that you kind of connected with as um like a kid or in your early teens, uh, just entering puberty and stuff and like watching, um, watching those characters go through like their formative years whilst going through your formative years, um, kind of like it brought back a whole load of nostalgic memories, but like there's some jokes in there that obviously don't hit now, but there are some jokes in there that are fucking timeless. Like, (laughs) um, Oh my God, there's a, that one of my favorite jokes in the whole series. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, this this episode isn't going to be me just talking about uh, Boy Meets World, but it could be. You never know. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do. Like moving forward, just deep dives of nonsense that I watched growing up. Um, but like, there's this wicked episode of Boy Meets World, and it's not even the episode that I remember. It's just one stupid joke where Corey's talking about uh, the fact that he's not boring. Uh, all the while he's standing next to this massive poster on his wall that just says celery and it's a stick of celery and like it's the funniest thing (laughs) i've ever seen in like a kid's show like it's just oh i recommend it like if you've got the time which i don't know if people do now uh because life's slowly returning back to normal but um yeah i highly recommend it if you're uh if you're looking for that nostalgic uh, kick, definitely have a look into Boy Meets World because, like, even just looking at um, like the stuff that I found out later in life uh, about the show that you go back and like 
you didn't notice as you were going through your original, the original, original, the original viewing, but um, like I read an article a few weeks ago about the fact that um, in the early episodes they had like a cursed seat where you had uh, Corey and Sean as like the main friendship group and you have Topenga who was like this antagonist character initially but then like became a love interest later on in the series but um there was a seat that was designated to like the secondary friend that Corey was supposed to have and everyone who filmed it just fucking disappeared after a few episodes because it's like it's not compelling like they weren't like none of them were really compelling te- um characters and stuff it was just I don't know, they they more filled like a trope than they filled like any meaningful relationship. Um so that was interesting. And I don't know, I don't think you can have a successful nineties show without um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like an unexplained character swap. because uh, Corey's little sister, like she heads upstairs at the end of one season and then she doesn't appear for like half of the next season. And then when she comes downstairs again, it's a completely different person. And like, (laughs) it's like my guy, how, (laughs) like, (laughs) how, how does that even happen? Like, you don't even explain it. Like I can understand like in the world of the characters, like she probably just went through a gross, but over Christmas or some nonsense, Christmas, summer. Yeah. Summer's where you have all that time off. But, um, yeah, just having this randomer calm down, like it's a bit jarring. And <laughs> I think I think they try and write it off in the show as like, oh yeah, um, I think I had a gross spurt or some nonsense. I went away to camp and now I can do makeup or something. So it's like <sighs> Okay, we get it. We get it. Give us give us another person. We'll we'll just swap them out in our brains. Um Oh, fuck. I wish I could do that with some people in my actual life. That would be, that would be fun. Or even myself, like, can you imagine how cool of a, like, how amazing of a move that would be? Like a stunt on all your friends. (laughs) Just like, I don't know, you disappear for like two weeks and you come back and you're a completely different person. Um, Like, that's, that's OP flexing. Like... You just coming back <laughs> to the to the conversation like two weeks later, like, hey, so uh, I know what you're thinking. I'm like I'm a foot and a half taller and now I like basketball or some nonsense. Um like if you if you know me already, like you know I'm a trans person, so um like I'm a trans woman and my guy, that fucking thing would have come in come so in handy (laughs) growing up like the number of times where like um as a as a kid like between probably nine and twelve like I'd go to bed like hoping and wishing that I just wake up as a completely different person like not because I don't like my life because I didn't like who I was um like physically um which I think is important to state because as like a character, I've never really hated myself that much, but um, I don't know. I don't even think I I developed my own personality until I was like fifteen, sixteen. I ended up just copying my brother for a lot of it. Um, yeah, it's weird, but dude, if I had the opportunity to just be like, you know what? Fucking whatever you need to do, let me just go behind this door, disappear for however long you need me to, and then I just come back as the person I feel like I was meant to be. My guy. It would have been fucking sick. But anyway. Um yeah. So I think if you've if you've stuck around <laughs> so far. I think it's like what seven seven minutes. Uh, you kind of get an idea of who the fuck I am. Like, 
I, I struggle to maintain a a cohesive like thought and I will just jump around all over the place from, <laughs> from pro vaccinations to boy meets world apparently um anyway so the first thing well, it's not even the first thing I want to talk about now because I've gone through all of that nonsense um but talking about the structure of this podcast moving forward I think what I'd like to do is just kind of kick into a read at uh what the hell sorry I am recording this at like 1am on a on a Monday evening um because I slept through most of today um so yeah like I want to do like a recap of the week so I don't have to worry about what's coming up <laughs> and just let things happen to me. Um, so do that. And then I also want to talk about like something pop culture related because I do consume a decent amount of media. and I do have something that I actually want to talk about in this episode. Um that isn't Boy Meets World, unfortunately. But, I don't know, if you want me to fucking wax lyrical on Boy Meets World again, like, drop me a comment. <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> I'll dedicate a whole 45-minute episode to it. I'll give you a rundown of Corey Sean and Topanga's lives and the nonsense of the older brother, whose name escapes me. But, I don't know, that and Mr. Feeney, uh, who was Kit in Knight Rider? Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I'll change the subject. Um, so this week, um, it was my birthday week this week. Um, so leading up to my birthday, I was getting questions from a few people who know, who knew that it was my birthday coming up, um, but they didn't know when, because it's not something that I advertise. Um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of my birthday. I don't like marking the passage of time, especially when I lost so much of it growing up. Um, I feel like I was cheated out of about 10 years. Um, and like, who who really wants to face their own morbidity like every year? Um, I don't want to celebrate that, that passage of time. Um, I will celebrate that passage of time at like Christmas. Um, because I, I think that's it's easier that way than it is on like your birthday. Um, like growing up as someone who was uh, a bit anxious and didn't like uh, people getting close to me, I preferred um, events where it wasn't there was no focus on me. It was, the focus would be on kind of everyone. So Christmas was a big deal for me. Because uh, every I got to experience everybody else's joy and happiness, and um, like that's um, so. It's something that I've been looking into recently because uh, I find um, some psychological things quite fascinating. And um, I remember someone telling me about love languages not so long ago, and um, like I found. I found a lot out about myself reading into them. And like one of my love languages is experiencing uh, other people's uh, joy. So um, it's one of the reasons why I, um, I go out of my way to make other people happy because I get to experience joy vicariously through them. Uh, if that makes sense, I don't know if it does, but yeah, I'm a, uh, It's weird, it's weird, but it's, it's, uh, it's good. Like, the love languages are pretty, they're pretty dope. And it gave me a better idea of, like, who I am. So, like, I'm going to go through what, like, the love languages are now. Um, I will apologize for the, the short periods of silence. Um, there is a part of me that feels like I need to give your ears a break from my voice because I'm not... I'm not overly keen on it, just like every other person on the fucking planet, but you're the one who chose to listen, so 
Um, yeah, don't blame me for my voice, my guy. I've done everything I can to make it uh, as good as it can be. It's just, <laughs> it it fucking is what it is. <laughs> uh, wrong one. There we go. That's better. <laughs> so um, apparently there are there are five different love languages that you can have. You've got uh, words of affirmation, and they are like when words of a- uh, sweet Jesus, <laughs> like uh, when words of affirmation is your love languages, like words build you up and you thrive on other people giving you words of affirmation and affection and attention. So it can be like praise, encouragement, compliments. Um, And on the flip side to that, like it also means that you take other people's criticisms a lot more harshly. Like anytime someone criticizes or uses like harsh words against you, like they tend to bother you for a lot longer than if you if you didn't enjoy other people's praise, affection, and attention, um, like the next one is acts of service, and that's like anything that your partner does to um, like willingly ease your workloads, like that's a sign of of love for you. So uh, when you feel cared for, that's that's what the acts of service is. So. Uh, if you're feeling stressed or any kind of bad emotion and your partner decides like, hey, do you want me to do the hoovering? Hey, do you want me to wash these dishes? Do you need a foot rub? Like all of these cool stuff, like make breakfast. <laughs> like these are acts of service. And like when acts of service are your like love language, just anything that another person does for you, like really means a lot. And again counter to that um when someone makes a promise or like they're lazy around you and like you feel these uh these things building up around you um they can kind of knock the wind out of yourselves make you feel unimportant to your partner and uh yeah i feel like i'm giving not only like secrets but like I feel like I'm giving tips on how to gaslight people. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how these things. Like I, I get that. Um, the goal is knowledge and like passing on worthwhile information to people. But like, I don't know. I'm gonna keep going, and <laughs> I don't know if you fucking use this to gaslight your partner. Let me know. Drop a like and a comment. I guess. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm going to hell. Uh the third love language, um receiving gifts. Like this is a weird one, but like when your love language is um like receiving gifts, like any kind of thoughtful gift uh makes you feel special. So um this is actually something that um I didn't know before um like so I was married about um well I got married in like 2011 and then we divorced in like 2015 2015 we separated in 2015 and um like one of one of my lasting memories of that relationship is um like one day where I just did something that I felt was quite innocuous and like uh, I don't know. Like for me, it was nothing, but to my partner, it was like it was very special. Um, and it wasn't anything big. Like we'd been talking, like the day before, uh, a few days before, and all she said was, "I haven't had a Mars bar for fucking ages." And when I went to the shop a few days later. I was like, hey, I remember. She said she hadn't had a Mars bar for ages. That must mean she's hankering for one. So uh, I got her one and I left it on the side. And then the next day when she went to go to work, like to have her tea in the morning, like there was a Mars bar there on top of her lunch. And like, uh, 
I remember, like, she didn't come up and say anything. Like, we lived in a townhouse at the time, and like, I, I was working from home that day, so um, she had to leave at, like, 8, and I didn't need to get up until about quarter to 9. But um, when she got home that evening, like, she gave me a massive hug, and she was, like, started crying, saying how much it meant, and, like... I didn't understand it at the time, but I, I kind of do now. And that's my story of how receiving gifts can be pretty fucking cool um, to people who like to receive gifts. Like, I didn't even know she liked receiving gifts. She didn't, she's not like a materialistic person, but like something like that. It made her feel special and it made her feel like, um, like I listened. And like that's kind of what our relationship was. Like I like listening to her. She's a really smart person fucking hilarious so of course my ears are going to be pricked the whole time she's up got her mouth open um so yeah in contrast to like those special gifts like any kind of generic or any kind of generic gift or a forgotten special event will have the the opposite effect obviously like (sighs) yeah it's it's a weird one because like when the actual mechanic of it is receiving something special, like it all depends on what that person thinks special is. Like could be a chocolate bar as demonstrated by my fucking fire story (laughs) or like it could be fucking anything like get them a car that they want or like, I don't know. I don't know. People are weird. Um, but yeah, it does feel weird that like getting someone uh, a bunch of flowers could be seen as generic when you could feel like you've gone out of your way to do something special for them. So like they end up feeling a little bit shit about the fact that you try to do something nice. So like that, I'm not going to lie, that love language does, uh, it confuses me a little bit. Um, so yeah, number four, number four on this, I'm fucking cracking through these. Um, number four is like, uh, quality time. And like for these people, they experience love by just being around their person. Like, uh, when their partner is like truly present around them, like that makes them feel like wanted and seen uh it makes them feel important um and counting to this like the quality time one you have uh periods where your partner doesn't listen or yeah where you where you don't have quality one-on-one time like to actually uh catch up enjoy each other um so that one's that one's a good one that's fine like that's another one of it's one of my uh love languages uh I love quality time with my friends and but for me it's less about like having like actual engaged time like for me i I don't mind so much uh them giving me all of their attention or focusing on me because as we discussed previously, I don't like it when people focus on me. It's, uh, it's awkward. Um, (laughs) but like just being around them, um, like my best friends, like the friends that know me the best and the friends that I get along with the most are ones where like I'll go to their house and we literally just chill, sit down on the sofa consume media in whatever manner that might present and just like be around each other like you don't need like i can't think of anything more tiring or um i don't know upsetting than having to constantly entertain someone and like i know people like that my mum's one of those people. Um, she constantly feels like she has to be doing stuff for people. And like that's really hard. 
when all you want to do is relax. <laughs> like my mum's getting on a bit in years and you just want to see her relax. But apparently all she wants to do is get you a cup of tea and feed you as many calories as your body thinks it can take. Like, oh my God, my guy, my guy. I don't think I've ever been to my parents' house and my mum not offer me food every five minutes. Like, um, I remember like in 2017, I signed up for uh, the Europeans, the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu European Championships. Um, so I was like watching my weight. Like I was already in the ultra heavy division and um, I didn't want to be even heavier. Like I have a massive issue with my weight as it is, but I was trying to cut down. I was trying to be good. Before I went to Ireland, where my parents live, I um, I lost a decent amount of weight. Um, my friend was really cool. Uh, she gave me some some tips on losing weight because it's not something I'd done before. And um, yeah, got to Ireland literally every five minutes. Would you like a cup of tea? Can I get you a biscuit? Would you like a sandwich? Like, fuck off, mum. I don't need all of these calories. But yes, I'll have every single one of them. And like, who's... My guy, like, who won't take, like, pavlova when it's on offer that she then covers in whipped cream? It's like, I already have a sweet tooth. She knows the, she knows the combination to my heart. <laughs> she knows the direction through my mouth hole, too. It's like, come on, you don't need to be a genius. Oh, any kind of sugar. But yeah. Um, so anyway, that's upsetting. And I ended up leaving my mum's house an extra, like, what, five to eight kilos heavier than I came. Oh, it's just the worst. Stupid. Mum being a feeder. <laughs> anyway, quality time done. That's that's out the way. The last one is physical touch, and like this doesn't like. So when I heard physical touch for the first time, I thought it was uh, a bit more explicit than obviously it is because it's it's not. It's uh, like when you talk about physical touch as a love language, you're talking about any kind of like tactile um like feelings so it could be anything from like holding hands uh to hugs uh kisses or um i don't know like one of my this is one of mine again like i think i got two or three um but like like i combine this one with quality time so like I don't need to have my my friends full attention, but like if they have like a foot rested on me or like a hand or something, and like we're connected in some way, like that makes me feel like valued and seen. So it's like these like appropriate touches. Um, they convey like warmth. Warmth. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get it. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> um, like they they convey warmth and safety. So, but like this is this is a a, a hard one for me because like uh, being deprived of physical touch is um, something that causes uh, feelings of depression for me. So, like ridiculously i've been i've been mostly single for, since i uh, separated from my wife like i've had like a couple of partners but they've never really been intimate partners it's just been like really what i would consider a really good friend over like an actual partner partner like we'd be we'd watch stuff we'd get uh close do hugs and stuff but there's never any kind of like intimacy and like that was mostly because of me and my issues that I have with my body and uh doing those things with other people but um like the fact that I don't have someone uh 
means that I don't get the physical touch that I need to feel good about myself and to feel like valued as a person. So um, that's something that I've struggled with. And it's something that like jujitsu has helped with, to be completely honest, because um, it doesn't get more uh, tactile, I suppose, than being fucking savaged by some like 120 kilo uh, purple belt like getting strangled or like arm locked or something by someone like just having that level of inti- intimacy with another person has been enough to hold back those feelings for me so like yeah like jujitsu is like a weird one it's one of those sports where people um they they really punch up its value because it is a very valuable sport for people um especially when vulnerable vulnerable people find the sport they they attach to it really uh they tend to attach really quickly because of how empowering the sport is but um like a whole load of cards just fell off my desk. That's fine. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, like a lot of the messages in the sport are quite empowering and the, the moves and the movements, like they, they're all designed to build you up and to make you feel safe. And they do make you feel safe because they work. And like when you spar, you see that they work and you know that they work. But, um, like there's a, there's like a toxic undercurrent um, in like the societal aspect of the, of the sport, um, which I'm not going to lie is it's slowly being worn away because we have some amazing women and like queer voices in the sport, which are really talking up um, like the societal aspects. So it's becoming less of a, a bro sport and more of a, more of what it proclaimed to be from the beginning, which is for everyone. So, like, that's really cool. I've enjoyed being part of it. It makes me feel good about myself. And, like, um, when I was, like, anxious and depressed, it was jiu-jitsu that got me out of that initially. So, um, yeah, I'm really thankful for that. Um, Oh, my God, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, (laughs) I'm all over the place. I don't even know what I've said. I don't know how long this podcast has gone on for because the timer just says 1100 seconds. I don't know how to convert that into minutes. Wow. I suppose like 1200 seconds is going to be like 20 minutes. I don't know. Anyway, that feels like it's enough. Um, I haven't even talked about my week. I started talking about love languages. Fuck. Fuck. Okay, so it was my birthday (laughs) like last week. And um, like last week, I didn't go training at all. Um, so I normally train jujitsu like three, four times a week. If I'm if I'm lucky, about five. But uh, last week, I didn't train at all because it was my birthday. I gave myself a rest. I went out to dinner with uh, my work colleagues, which was bomb because we went to a place called Sushi Mania, Sushi Mania, um, and my guy. Unlimited sushi. Unlimited. They just bring it to your table. You consume as much as you can. And then you go home feeling like a pig. But not even a pig. Because, like, I don't know what it is about sushi. It it never feels like you can get full up from it. But you obviously can. Because I did. But then, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go in on sushi. That feels like a, a silly thing to do. Anyway, after Sushi Mania, we went and played board games. That was cool. I had Friday off work. Uh, So Thursday was my actual birthday, the third. Um, Friday, I I drove up to Scotland from where I live. So it's like six, six and a half hours driving. And like, I don't know what it was, but like my right foot was swollen when I got there. It was massive. Like, 
the the pad of the foot. Like I've got a Gengar tattoo on the top of my right foot, and this little little round boy became even chubbier. And like, ah, uh, the my niece drew uh, the image that I got tattooed on my foot, and like Gengar has a tail, but in the tattoo it's just a straight line, and it's at the bottom of like the image. So. Looks like he's got a little penis. And that penis got fucking chonky. My boy, my guy, chonky Gengar penis. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, 20 minutes in and you get chonky Gengar penis. Enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I'll see if I can make it um, a regular sound drop. <laughs> Oh, chonky Gengar penis. Um, so yeah, I had a swollen foot Friday night. I got, I got shit faced with my friend. I went up to Scotland to see my friend Lauren, who I love. She's wonderful. And we, we hung out. We, I introduced her to a movie called Devil Man, which is like, <laughs> Uh, it was like one of the early um, early manga uh, video releases from uh, I think it was Viz Media or something like in the early the late eighties early nineties they did like video series that were translated from uh, they were dubbed from Japanese to English and they had like limited uh, UK releases which were dope and Devil Man parts one and two were fucking immense I was. Oh, how old were we? Like, I don't know, like 10, 12. Me, my brother, one of our best friends. Our best friend, uh, parents were separated. And every time his dad came into town, like he'd given something wildly inappropriate. And this one time it was Devil Man. And, oh, my guy. My guy. It's, it's like a weird body horror, um, like anime about this kid who's like... Uh, this weird Christian dweeb kind of person. He's a bit of a wet blanket who likes taking care of animals. And then um, this guy that he grew up with asks him to help him do this thing. And that thing is like a really weird sex party, which turns out to be a ritual to like have his body possessed by a demon. But if his consciousness is more powerful than the demons, he's able to take all of the demons power whilst keeping the demon in hell. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Anyway, this kid merges with... um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Like, Almon or something. Anyway, he merges with this demon and he becomes Devil Man. Devil Man is just this fucking bomb dude who has, like, the claws, weird-looking face, and he just goes around ripping up demons. Like, I don't know, the first, like half an hour it, it's like a 45 minute video um like the first half an hour is all just fucking um like story and just them talking and walking around being a little bit bummed but then you've got the end which is like literally 10 to 15 minutes of just this guy going on a murder rampage with his new powers and like it's fucking sick as hell so we watched that and we drank all the alcohol um that we brought in that we said we were gonna uh that we were gonna consume the next night because we were supposed to go out and that was gonna be our pre-game but I ended up drinking a lot of it. I got a bit wasted on Friday night. So yeah. In case you didn't know everybody, I fucking party. What? Yeah, me. I party. That's right. <laughs> but like so I got pretty drunk. My friend not so much. But then they come down on Saturday morning and like they're hungover to shit and I'm perfectly fine. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like apparently I've got a decent constitution for alcohol. Um because I've never had a hangover. Um like my voice will get a bit gruff. But what's fucking new? You've you've listened to me for the past half hour nearly. Like you, when it gets gruffer than this, like you just, 
just don't I just won't talk first and foremost um but also yeah like I don't know I don't even know what I want to say like on Saturday booked a hotel in Glasgow so that we could go out to this we were supposed to go to carry a uh, Korean karaoke um and I was so excited for it but I forgot to book it so we couldn't go and I was really upset but we did get to go to this rock cafe in um in Glasgow where we'd been before and my guy it was fucking lit I loved I love that bar we've been once before and the first time we went they like they have movies on in the background like on the screens all around the bar but like they play the best like 80s 90s metal music and they have like the best movies on in the background <laughs> like the last time last time we were there they had uh, big trouble in little china which was fucking amazing and then um what else did they play it was something else it was like a star wars or something um when we got there on saturday they were playing spaceballs which is one of my favorite films ever i fucking love that movie um <laughs> <laughs> just seeing Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet is like one of the greatest things that like humans have ever achieved. So if you've never seen Spaceballs, find it, watch it. It will become your new favorite movie. I I would say I promise, but I don't like making those kinds of promises to people. I promise you will enjoy it. I don't know if it'll be your favorite movie, but you'll enjoy it. I promise. Um, yeah, and like so, yeah. Saturday was awesome. Yesterday was just as good. Um, the only thing that kind of brought Saturday down a bit was like there were a couple of old fellas that were a bit fucking handsy. Like me and my friend were stood at the bar because there were nowhere to sit. And like this one guy just put his arms around me to try and move me out of the way. I never felt like vomiting in someone's face. Um, as much as as much as that made me. <laughs> and like... <laughs> It's, it's so funny because like um if you saw me and my friend like she's this little beautiful woman and i'm like this uh how can i describe myself um i've been told off for uh being too mean to myself and i have like a negative self-talk but um you guys are my new friends you're gonna find this out <laughs> So I'm this hulking ogre at a bar. I'm wearing my hair down for the first time in like three years. This guy comes and touches me. And like, I tell my friend and she goes off on one like, do you want me to kill the cunt? Do you want me to fucking smack him? Do you want me to say something? And she just gets well larry to me, which just makes me laugh. So, <laughs> oh, like, it's funny because I know she would do it. She's like the best person. But at the same time, I don't want to have I don't want to have a fight in this bar that I love and never be able to go back. Like that would be shit. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so that was that was my Saturday night. Got back to the hotel. I fell asleep. She went out for a fag, lost the key card, and then tried to call me. And like I wouldn't wake up. Apparently, I I think I just fell asleep and then woke up the next morning. <laughs> She had to go outside, find that key card. Serves you right, by the way, if you're listening to this. Serves you fucking right, you shouldn't have gone out. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was my week. That was like I drove home on Sunday. I didn't really do much when I got home. But I made it home. It was like a six hour drive. Um so yeah, that was my week. Um It was it was a good one. Good birthday week. And now I'm I'm gonna head into another regular ass fucking week that's filled with work and I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. So next week's episode's gonna be fun, <laughs> I'm sure. I can feel it in my bones right now. Um Okay, so Half hour in, we've got um, 
uh, we're through most of the stuff I want to talk about. I won't keep you all that much longer. Um, let's uh, let's go on to like fucking pop culture corner. Let's see what fucking transition noises I've got. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so yeah, this week um, I haven't really watched much. Uh, what I did watch today was um is it season 15 of it's always sunny and like i don't know what it is about that show but every season that's been out has just like taken what they did in the previous seasons and made it better and better and better and like i've always found like when it comes to long running sitcoms sitcoms especially like the characters just the characters just turn into like a caricature of who they were originally and like i feel like the cast and like the writers of it's always sunny are aware of this and they really heavily lean into it <laughs> so <laughs> like dennis is literally a psychopath <laughs> um you've got Mac, who is like so wildly unsure of himself that any time any of his identities are challenged, he like has this existential crisis. Um, Charlie, Charlie is Charlie. Like you can't not love him. He's the best. <laughs> Sweet D is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, if you watch it, you kind of know what I'm talking about. If you don't watch it, definitely give it a go. Like, the first season's a bit... Uh, it's it's not as good as you would like it. Like, there are some cool episodes, but as soon as they introduce, like, Frank, and then the characters start to become more of themselves, like, you'll get into it more. You'll, you'll fucking get into it more. I promise. We've had this conversation. <laughs> Um, anyway, season 15 is fucking amazing. Um, I really wasn't expecting it. Um, the episodes are less disjointed than the previous seasons. It's like, they're, they're less, less episodic and like, like I, I binged the whole season. So I think it's only eight episodes, but, uh, I went through those four hours. Like it was just a movie (laughs) and I had a fucking great time. It was so good. Um, yeah, like I loved every minute of it. There were some really powerful bits as well that I was, I really wasn't expecting. Like in the last episode, there was a bit where I, I think I cried a little bit and it's, it really tugged on my heartstrings in ways that I wasn't expecting. So, um, like that, that really surprised me. And to be honest, I really liked it. It was fun. It was nice. It made me feel good. Um, (laughs) <laughs> whilst feeling bad but it's fine it's fine like I I definitely recommend it like it's always sunny is one of those it's one of those shows where like people either hate it on principle or they they love it like it's very marmite in that respect but like if you give it a try like you'll love it you'll love it ah oh, I can't talk it up enough <laughs> Like, some of the episodes are just absolutely brilliant. Like, if you're looking for an intro to It's Always Sunny, like, I'd recommend an episode called, uh, is it The Nightman Cometh? Where they put on a stage show, and it's just, oh, everything about it is the best. (laughs) So yeah, go away, go away, watch that episode enjoy it and then start it from the beginning and enjoy it even more. Uh, you'll love it. You'll fucking love it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my pop culture corner. Like that wasn't even five minutes. I don't think who'd have thought that I could get through talking about it's always sunny in less than five minutes. It feels really stupid as well. Cause it's like, yeah, this is something that I really love. It's something that's, Something that I think is really brilliant. It's good, go watch it. And then I give no information <laughs> about the fucking TV show. 
I do apologise. I'm really fucking tired. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't want to give away anything that happens in the series because, like, I'm I'm not like whilst I don't mind spoilers personally myself. Myself, like, I'm I'm a very firm believer in the fact that all movies are good movies. Um, you'll just enjoy them a little less than something that you find really enjoyable. Like, um, like you, <laughs> I'm someone who can just find joy in anything that I'm watching. Uh, it doesn't matter how fucking terrible it is. In fact, I have a, like a sub genre of movies that I call shit brilliant, which are literally just God awful films that should never have been made, but I will watch them because they're so God awful. They're hilarious. Things like, uh, like no retreat, no surrender. Oh my God. It's, it's such, it's such an awful movie, but it's so good at being awful. Like, ugh, ugh. And like, Karate Kid has a bit of that, like the original Karate Kid, where like, like, I don't know, any movie where you find like a scenario that they're, that the main character finds themselves in and then like, because it's a movie, you just give it a pass. But then if you add any kind of real world logic to it, you're like, why would they, why would they be there? Like, what's going on? This is weird. <laughs> why, why was Mr. Miyagi just hanging around that fence? And then <laughs> went all out and beat the shit out of those five high school kids. <laughs> he's got fire moves and he's kicking the shit out of high schoolers. It's crazy. Like, so on, um, like Thursday last week, I turned 36, 36 years old. It's fucking insane. Um, and like, I don't know what it is. Like when I was 16, between 16 and 18 years old, I, I think back to the people that I had around me, like my peer group, the people that I connected with. And then I look at the people in the same age brackets now, and I'm like, oh my god, how did I think I was an adult? <laughs> how did I think how did I think I had anything figured out? <laughs> They're fucking children. Oh. Yeah, so I apologize if you're one of these children that I'm talking about. Like 18 isn't adult. It just means that you can drink. Um if you're in the UK. In other places you can't, but it's fine. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Like, I've really enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Like, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't like hearing myself talk. And at the minute, I've got a pair of headphones on, which means that I can hear what's coming back. And um, it's not my favorite thing that I've ever done. But I've enjoyed talking, and I hope that if you've listened thus far, you've enjoyed it a little bit as well. And if you have enjoyed it a little bit, like, maybe maybe listen to the next one as well. Who knows? I might say something worldly and inspired, and <laughs> you, might, you might listen to my shit depressing life and think, do you know what? My life's not so bad. Look at all the shit that she has to go through. But I don't know. I don't know. You won't know until you listen again next week. Um, yeah, I think I'll do these weekly. Um, yeah, next week, tune in. I'll tell you about my shit week. And on Pop Culture Corner, I don't know. I think we're going to try and find something new. Um Maybe not next week, but the week after, I'll talk about uh, the book of Boba Fett because that's coming to an end. Um, but yeah, next week, I don't know. Uh, I'll pick something weird. I, I think I'm going to watch an old movie that I love uh, called The Giver and Giver Dark Hero. Like they're two um, cool movies from like the early 2000s, late 90s, based on the anime series and the the manga books uh 
So I'll, I'll chat about them next week. Uh, but yeah, until then, I hope you have a fucking awesome week. And I hope that your life is a little less shit and a little less depressing now that you've listened to this nonsense. So yeah, I don't know. I need to figure out how to say goodbye better. Um, but for now, I think I'm just going to leave you with this. Uh. <laughs> Alright, okay. Fucking love you. Speak to you soon. Bye.